Welcome to Responding to Life, a podcast hosted by me, Josephine Atlery. Do you ever feel like you could use some guidance when life throws you a curveball? By listening to the narratives in this podcast, you will learn from other people's experiences and responses to challenging situations so you can fast track the learning curve to get ahead in your own life. Welcome to another episode of Responding to Life, Living Reflectively Through a Journey of Health, Fertility, and Parenthood. On today's show, I have a friend of mine named Jasmine, who is a life alchemist. She is a spiritual space holder and guide who walks besides and empowers women on their path to self-actualization, self-love, and inner peace. Attuned as a Reiki master, intuitive, and sound healer, and Dharana meditation teacher, Jasmine has spent over eight years on her own spiritual awakening and now guides women on their healing journey. Jasmine is also the local coordinator for the Global Mothers Networking Group, Hey Mama, which is how our paths cross. In addition to all the things this amazing woman does for other women, Jasmine is also raising her gorgeous son as a single mother. Today, we have the pleasure of hearing some single parenting truths and discussing how a healer's work has evolved during our current pandemic. Welcome to the show, Jasmine. I'm so excited to have you here today so we can talk all the things about being a single parent and also as your work as a life alchemist. Uh, I'd love to begin our conversation about motherhood, and in particular, navigating life as a single mother. What would you say has been the biggest challenges of learning how to parent in this new path of life? Challenges not only for you being the mom, but also for your son. Yeah, I would say uh, because of the way my journey has been with my divorce, it's been very high conflict. Um, so it's, it brought along a lot of cha- challenges in general as far as co-parenting and what that really looks like. Um, and to be honest, it's, it's more of I'm the primary mama bear. I have primary custody. So I'm kind of in charge of 99.9% of the responsibility and, you know, the day to day. Um, so yeah, this has been interesting. (laughs) You know, it has been a bit overwhelming and, you know, trying to pivot and trying to shift with everything that's happening in the world. Uh, but it really, you know, and our children, you know, my son is very intuitive and just very sweet and he loves people. So, and he loved going to school. So that whole dynamic of, of it shifting and pivoting for us to do remote and, you know, the no contact. It's, it's one of those things where I've learned because of the way my life has gone. I just kind of surrender and go with the flow. And I really, um, I try to engage, uh, with when it comes to co-parenting with my ex. Um, but due to just the, uh, problematic issues of our divorce, it's not, it's easier said than done, you know? So I just kind of try to take the lead and offer information and, and, you know, respect his, you know, his rules and, 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 you know, kind of co-parent that way. But yeah, it's not, 
that's probably been not like the the challenging part is like to really say to myself like oh I'm doing this by myself because I really am <laughs> you know and and with my son it's I think with all kids going through a divorce it's it's very hard it, I think it's the hardest on them uh because they don't understand what's going on because one day you know you have mom and dad and the next day you know things are are not okay and you're in separate homes so you're kind of torn but um I always love to I just wrap my son in love uh that's the best I can do and I I always make decisions based on my son not on my feelings towards anybody or any situation it's like what's best for for my little one so you know he's gone through the motions like every child has with his feelings and anger and I'm just I I'm in an environment where the way I parent is I allow him to express his emotions we talk about it you know there there's no shame there's no judgment there's no fear it's just really um an open dialogue and open conversation it's it's a place where he can feel safe um so I think that kind of concludes that one <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it's like it's it's so meaty but it's just something where it's like a day-to-day thing like I don't have this map I literally you understand with meditation like I look I, it's a journey within and I, I really have learned to trust my intuition and my gut with a lot of this unsettlement of divorce and pandemic and and being a single mom because it's it's tough and I'm not going to sugarcoat like it's easy and like I'm super mom and I have it all together there are times where you know I cry myself to sleep or I'm just so exhausted that I don't know where I'm going to get the energy but somehow <laughs> it happens and you you know you get your reserves amazing i i can't even imagine having to shift into a new space and you sound like you're holding space for yourself and for your son. And so that's actually a question I have for you in terms of how you're able to care for your son's needs and his energy as well as your, your own. I mean, we always talk about, Oh, moms really should have self care and it should be a really big priority. But how do you manage that when you're going through like such a big transition Mm-hmm. where you both need to transition from one sort of phase of life to another. I I make the time for myself, which which is hard, but I wake up every day at 5 a.m. And 5 a.m. is my time to go outside. I look at the sunrise. You know, I meditate. I, I journal. I, I sometimes give me Reiki. I give myself Reiki. It all depends on like how I'm feeling, but that is like my time to check in to make sure I'm okay. And then I start the day because I know I'm also a healer. So I'm also holding space for a lot of people who are hurting or a lot of people who feel lost. Um, so I need to make sure that I'm grounded. I need to make sure that my emotions are flowing. You know, I need to process stuff too. I have no problem, which 10 years ago, Jasmine Montoya, corporate America woman would never call out, would, you know, never... I was like, my career was like my whole world. And now I'm just like, if I don't feel well, or if I'm feeling overwhelmed, or you know what, I need to focus on my son, I have no problem canceling on clients or saying, you know, I'll move you to another day, and closing out what I need to close out in order to focus on myself. I love that. How did you get to that point? Because I know that is some a struggle for so many of us to be able to say no to things. Yeah. Um, You know what, it's, 
it, it took a while. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, I'm from New York, so I'm a go-getter, very ambitious and very, you know, driven uh, with life and just work. So it was something that like my, I always say my pandemic happened two years ago when I started my divorce journey, you know, as far mm-hmm. as the, the fear of financial struggle, the okay. fear of, of my, um, of somebody else kind of controlling my life for a moment, you know, the fear of like, what's going to happen next. I don't know what the future holds. So I kind of lived through all of this stuff already through my divorce and it was scary. And I had no family or friends here, you know, in the West coast, it was, I'm from New York. All of them are, are back home. So it was just kind of like me and my son. Um, and it was just something that, I don't know. It's just, uh, you learn, it's like going against the current, which is like, like the fighter mode. And, and when you sometimes need it, right. It's, the energy sometimes calls for that. But for me, I was in so much of that mode that the energy was calling for me to be patient, to slow down, to just kind of like stop because there, there are moments like when it comes to family court, when it comes to even my son, I can't control what happens at his dad's house, whether it's good or bad. I just can't control it. And there just comes a point where you just have to know where you want to focus your energy. Like where, where do you want to fight or where do you want to focus your energy to grow? Uh, and for me, it's not in fighting what I can't control. It's, it's really me being able to control myself and, and my reactions or lack thereof and, and my connections to what is going on. It's interesting how you compared it to the pandemic right now and and the way you described it it just i mean it made sense and learning to let go of things that you can't control is another tough one for many people and that's one that has been a lesson for myself for like the last 15 20 years it's just been a constant lesson i feel like that needed to be sort of beaten into my head about knowing what you can and can't control and then going with, with that. Um, and just to add to that, I feel like a lot of the letting go is also trusting, right? Like yes. trusting in yourself, trusting in the universe or, or whatever source you believe in that higher power that you, what whatever you need, whatever you want is there and you just have to kind of have it come to you versus like trying to go and grab it. Yeah, exactly. I have a question for you about energy, mm-hmm. you know, because you, your background with working with energy, how do you, especially as a single parent and then having the other parents' energy involved, and then also having clients whose energy is sort of not targeted at you, but that you feel their energy, mm-hmm. how do you prevent yourself from taking in all of other, other people's stuff? Yeah. Well, I am an empath by nature. <laughs> so that was, has been a, a lifelong, uh, thing that I've had to master because I just, in general, I, I can feel. And even before I even knew what I was, who I was, you know, like I always had this sense of energy, this sense of, I can tell when someone's sad and, and with certain experience in my life, like I can just feel and can sense when, when someone's hurting. So, um, it's both a gift and a curse because you can feel it, but then also you have to be able to have your boundaries uh, and, and learn to disconnect. 
And I do a lot of saging. I do a lot of meditation. I cleanse myself after every client. I cleanse my home because now I'm doing it remotely. So I'm in my home where before I was seeing clients out and, you know, you can clean the space and you don't bring it home. Not that I'm bringing it home, uh, but like you said, I do connect with their energy. So I, I am connected with this person and whatever is transpiring in their body. Um, but it really is about, again, going back to grounding myself, going to Mother Nature, uh, just doing a lot of rituals that helps cleanse my energy and my space. That is, you know, I feel like I'm an empath as well. And so that question that I asked you was it's more for you. personal. <laughs> How do I protect my energy? I mean, yeah. And crystals, I have crystals on always um, on my left wrist because the left is where you receive energy. So, and even everybody's like, well, I'm not left-handed. It doesn't matter. Even if you shake your hand with the right, the energy is coming on your left. So if you have certain crystals to block negative energy, it won't be able to like enter you. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love learning new things. That's great. <laughs> so as I mentioned to my audience in the beginning, in the intro, you are a life alchemist, which means you're a spiritual space holder and guide who walks besides and empowers women on their path to self-actualization, self-love, and inner peace. And I noted that you spent over eight years on your own spiritual awakening, and now you guide women on their own healing journeys. And and then on your website, as I was digging deeper, I love the saying that you had at the very beginning, which says, clear your blocks, heal your past, love your life. And I wanted to ask about the self, the journey to self-actualization that happened for you and what it looked like to clear your blocks and heal your past. Yeah. Well, so... I was, I am first generation American, right? And so that comes with a lot of weight because I'm from a different, I'm Colombian. I'm from a different culture and was born and raised here, but cultures are very different in, in raising children. And so, you know, I had that upbringing, which was a bit rough, right? Like it's just, you know, we're coming from a very macho male egotistical type of culture. So it was very rough. And I also had this traumatic event uh, in my teens where um, I was being sexually harassed. And because I stood up for myself, I had a the person kind of stalk me overnight to try to attack me in my place of work. And I had a gun pointed to my head um, oh because of that. Yeah. And so that I think that was like my huge like trauma moment of like realizing that a male can say and try to do whatever he wants to me. But then when I speak up, uh, this is what happens. And so because my parents didn't have insurance and because, you know, they're in the culture of like, I don't know, therapy doesn't really, you know, it's like, if you do it, you can do it, but you know, out of pocket, uh, an immigrant can't do it. Let's just be honest. Right. So, um, I didn't have any type of, of, of help during that time. So of course I started numbing myself with drugs and, and just kind of, there was a lot of pain, a lot of sadness, a lot of fear, um, that I just didn't acknowledge and I just suppressed it and I, and I numbed it down. Um, and then in my twenties, I just shifted that into 
putting all that energy and all that anxiety into my career. So mm-hmm. I was this overachiever and I was just like, you know, like I, I'm going to make it. Also, the immigrant way is like you're the first generation. Like there's a lot of responsibility, a lot of, you know, like you got to help out right. your parents, you know, like yeah, there's, yeah, exactly. there's no fruit tree. Like it's it's me and my other two sisters. And and so um, I just felt the pressure and I just really put all my energy into unhealthily you know, going into corporate America and I burnt myself out and I, it was just excessive. Like now that I look at it, it, I was not healthy, but especially in New York city, like you're, you're congratulated on being, you know, this like driven person and you're congratulated on working so hard and achieving so much, you know, in, in such a fast pace. Um, but in reality it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And I was just, not realizing I was just kind of ticking the box in my life to be like, okay, this is, this is what's going to make me happy. You know, like, okay, mm-hmm. I moved to New York city. I work for uh, you know, a big uh, brand name company. I'm traveling the world, you know, everything that I thought was going to make me happy because that's kind of what society tells you, you know, right. I, I was kind of going along with it subconsciously, not realizing it. Um, and then I, I hit my wall when I got pregnant and I started to realize, wait a minute, like now that I'm going to have a son, let me just kind of figure out. Cause it's so weird in my head. I was like, well, what if my son asked me something? And so where am I getting this from? You know, like I wanted to have knowledge for my child. So when he's like, all right, mom, but you believe this, why do you believe it? Mm -hmm. You know? And in my head, I was like, why do I believe this? Like, why am I thinking this way? Why, why am I acting this way? Like, is this really me? Mm -hmm. And so I kind of just started going down the rabbit hole of like, who am I and why am I? And that, you know, set me into, I quit my job. I was like, you know, I want to do something that, that I'm, I'm contributing to the world. I want to build a legacy that my son's going to be proud of. So I went into life coaching at first uh, continuing with my own healing and trying to figure stuff out, me and my uh, soon-to-be ex moved to San Diego. And then that's kind of where I, it was a bit dark. Like I got depressed. I, I felt lost in my identity. I felt, I didn't know who I was. My marriage was just kind of like falling down. And I, I became this person of, of, you know, almost like a separate wife of just like pretending to kind of go through the motions of the day. Um, and so in San Diego, it, it's a beautiful community of healing, which I didn't realize at the time. Um, but there's healers, shamans. I mean, you know, the Chopra Center is there. Um, so I just started to really delve into spirituality and energy work. Cause you know, when you're looking for something to, for you to figure out why you are the way you are and, you know, I wasn't happy and, and, that relationship just was damaging to me as well. Um, I found energy healing randomly, you know, mm, like it was just okay. something. Yeah. I went in, I, I love it. Cause I went in for like cupping. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I was starting to detox my body too. I'm like, I really just want to be clean and a healthy li- living and a healthy lifestyle. And so I, I, I went to this woman who was a shaman and I didn't realize she was a shaman. She's like, Oh, she's like, you, you probably need some energy healing. Do you want to, do you want to do that with the cupping? And I'm like, eh. when in Rome, I'm like, sure. I don't know right. what that is, but yeah, let's do it. And after my session, it was like, I didn't realize how much weight I had on me until like I left. And I was like, I feel so much lighter, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like I have not, 
I thought at some moments I was at peace, but like the peace I felt inside wasn't anything I ever felt before. Wow. You know, and I, and I remember just sitting on the beach and I realized, gosh, you know, I was sitting there kind of like my life is never going to be the same again in so many different ways. Uh, yeah. and, and it was true because I just, I did a deep dive with energy work, with understanding, healing your inner child, you know, healing all the trauma that, that I, you know, as children, we are not taught how to, at least the previous generations, you know, like including us, um, we weren't taught for the most part, how to regulate our emotions, how to process, how to feel, how to be okay with being angry or being sad or being scared. You know, it, it was very like, okay, like just swallow it. You're good. You're fine. You're fine. No, you're okay. You're okay. You know, very dismissive of, of one's feelings. And when you have trauma, you can't do that because you become blocked, right? Like right. there, there are energy points, uh, and each energy point, the chakras, I know you, you're, you're very aware of that. Each energy point is specific to a certain body part and in energy, it's specific to a certain like issue, you know, like, let's say you, your heart chakra is blocked then that means you're grieving something like there's, there's something within your lungs too. And that causes, you know, respiratory issues. That's why certain people with asthma, like it's, I'm always like, well, what are you grieving? Cause you're holding on to something that you just can't let go. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, solar plexus, it's your willpower, it's your identity, you know? So, and, and, and then your emotions are in your stomach, right? So you're swallowing things and, and you're not processing that. Like you're not, you're not digesting it. So mm-hmm. it's there and it causes, you know, all ulcers and all types of like stomach issues. Um, so there's always like a link. I'm not saying that you break your arm, you come see me because I can heal your broken arm. No, you go to the doctors, but there's certain things that you can relate to an emotional time or a memory or something that happened. And all you really have to do is allow it to flow and allow it to come up. And, you know, you, you pay witness to it. You're the observer. You don't judge it. You don't shame it, but you give it love and then you send it out. But we are mm-hmm. taught to like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it, it's, it's going in and it's not coming out. And so energy work just without you having to do the work for it to move, it moves your energy and it moves your, your feelings and your emotions and things come up for you to process. Cause that was your block, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so you need to, to work through that and feel through that in order to release it. So this way your energy can just flow. And when you're in alignment and when you're flowing, you can manifest anything you want. That's a great, uh, thank you for that explanation. (laughs) No, I I feel like a lot of people would have a a difficult time really just sort of conceptualizing Mm -hmm. what that, you know, your, that beautiful phrase meant of clearing a block, like, how am I supposed to do that? And how do I heal my past without going into major therapy? And yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, depending, I I would always say like, you know, always seek help if you have certain, you know, difficult trauma, but, um, this is just something that it's, it's, it's more emotional. It's more, and when you release the weight, you become more who you were supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like when we were born, as you know, being a mama, like they're just so angelic and precious and and new and everything's exciting. And, right. you know, they don't know about hate. You know, there's so many things that the world kind of starts chipping away at us little by little. And, and so we just have to come back to those pieces so this way we can just be whole. Not that we're not whole, but I just think there's a lot of weight. And there's also a lot of chipping that happens in this world 
because that's just life. You know, there's light and there's dark and, and there has to be both. There is no light without darkness and vice versa. Um, but it's just a matter of allowing these emotions, you know, to be able to just rise and, and flow out. Yeah, I had that experience. Well, many times, but one that as you were talking that I recalled when I had a tuning session and all I could, I mean, my way of describing it is just the feeling of freedom that I felt after I released these suppressed emotions that I had. So weird. It's like, we don't know how to access it. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we really don't un- like I, I still personally, like now I can because I'm open and I can tune into my energy. But with other people, I know they just, they don't know how to access it. And it's like, if so it comes up, so then you can choose whether you want to heal it or suppress it again. But it's always a choice. But at least the energy work brings it up. This way you can be like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. And in my sessions, you know, I, I see visions, I I connect with, you know, your ancestors, if they're around, which many of them are right now during this period of time. Um, So it's just like a lovely, like, what does the universe want to say, you know, for me to hear in order to, to continue to, to be aligned in my path? Because I think ultimately, we're, we're coming home to ourselves, right? It's like, it really is a journey back to ourself. Right. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying with that. So what is, I always like to give our audience something that they can do um, in order to achieve what we've been talking about. So is there one thing that you can recommend to the listeners on how they can begin to work on this process of healing their past? Like one simple thing that they can start. I would say... And especially to the mamas that are listening here, you know, take the time out each day and you don't have to journal, but, you know, I would always, similar to meditation, you just quiet time to really check in and connect. Um, and I really like the automatic writing, you know, where you're just like, you get yourself in this mood of whether you, you play music or whatever. Again, we have to love ourselves. So we have to treat ourselves like a lover, right? Like we have to soothe music. And if you want a glass of wine or, you know, you want that steak, like whatever. Um, but just to get you in, in the, in your body, you know, and, and aware of like your surroundings and then just do like an automatic writing for five to 10 minutes and, and see what comes up. I think there's a lot that wants to show up, especially now. And we just have to give it time and allow, allow it to show up and, and for you not to be so, committed to what it's supposed to look like. You know what I'm saying? Just allow it to, to flow through you and, and just let it be. Cause I feel like even with me, it's like, you, you're so, it has to look this way or, or I really want to do it this way. And you're like, well, what the hell does this mean? And it's like, well, it, it means something. So just hold off and see. <laughs> right. I feel that's how people approach meditation as well. And, and other things in life, of course, but having this expectation of what is supposed to to look like and what the outcome should be. I love that idea of just free writing. I've done that and it is amazing. The stuff that just all of a sudden, first you have it all structured, you're writing in there and then, and then it just goes to some, some wild places. Yeah. I'm pretty and, sure you have to do that when you were writing your book, right? Like, like to get a bit more creative and to. 
Yeah, you just break have up to the energy, let things out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, in that same vein of recommending something to the listeners, is there anything that just one thing that you can recommend to new or single parents out there to help them through the transition? Number one. This is a time that you are going to be giving a lot to your child. So you have to be mindful of that and also love yourself. Uh, there's no one who's going to love you more than you. There's no one who, who knows you more than you. And, and that means not that you have to handle this by yourself, but you also have to be the, the driver in, okay, I can't do this right now. It's okay. I'm not going to have mom guilt. Or I'm just going to focus on my kid right now. That's okay. Or you know what? I can't handle this. So I'm going to call my friend. You know, like I waited (laughs) for people to, you know, because that's how I am in nature. I see someone in pain or see someone struggling. I help. So at the beginning, I was hoping uh, for people to kind of volunteer or extend, you know, and some did. I'm not saying that it was all, but for the most part, no, like... I think probably people thought I had it all together, you know, cause I just wasn't complaining or crying or, you know, I do that in closed doors. I'm just, you know, I, I'm not going to present myself with my son out like, you know, all sad or mopey, but, um, I learned that it's not like there's not people that are willing to help. It's just, I don't think they realize you need help or I don't, or it might be that they feel uncomfortable and they, and they don't want to assume. So ask, you know, don't be afraid to say, you know what, this is hard and I need help. And, and like, for me, it was a lot of, <laughs> thank goodness that my friends, like, you know, the, the three hour time difference in New York, but I, I, I phoned a friend a lot, you know, I'm just like, I just need you to listen. I don't want any advice. I just need you to hold space for me right now, you know, and, and be okay with not being okay. Mm-hmm. Because this is depending on your journey. It could be a long, exhausting sad uh, journey and and it'll test you in ways that dear god i when i'm done with this i swear to god like i i'm overdue for like the best life ever you know what i mean but <laughs> it, it, it it just tests you in ways that you never thought you could be tested and you feel like at some point jumping out of your skin but just allow it'll pass allow things to kind of again move through you what do you need do you need music you know again what do you need keep on asking yourself what do you need because you are the key in in holding space and love and a foundation for especially for our kids you know they look at us and i give much love to the fathers but you know we we keep on seeing this and i keep on saying like a majority of the moms are doing it all Uh, and so you have to mother the mother, you have to love yourself in this process and, and really throw any rules or expectations out the window. And sometimes you take it day by day and sometimes you take it hour by hour and that's okay. That's fantastic advice, Jasmine. I like the part about asking for help because I'm, I fall victim to that as well, just in general in life, but I feel like when a friend of mine is, you know, going through something, I don't know quite what to do. I want to, my heart's there for them, but I feel sometimes like I don't want to bother them. I don't want to impose. And then the other thing is I don't know how to help. So I love your advice of reaching out to your friend and telling them exactly this is, this is what I need right now. Mm -hmm. And and your friend, of course, would be there for you. 
Yeah. So great advice. And, th- and then you also might find that in this chapter, sadly, you see, because it's an ending that some relationships might go. And again, just be okay with allowing that to go because this is a time where you're going to see your, your real friends and, and those who you can really count on, especially as a single mom, like you need that support and, and those bodies to like lean on. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. But you come out a stronger person. You're an amazing woman. Uh, I'm so glad our paths crossed here out here in LA. We're both not from here. And, here we are finding each other through the Hey Mama group. I know. I and through wellness, which is and again, right. not our original paths because we were both in corporate America and here we are. I love it. Yep. So I like to end the, um, the episodes by shifting towards positivity. And that's how I always like to end my day. So I'd love if you could share just a couple of your gratitudes for today. Yeah, I, I'm always grateful, especially for right now for my health. Uh, I'm grateful that I have my son and I'm just grateful, honestly, for life right now. Like I'm really, you know, we all go through our ups and downs and I've had my moments in the pandemic, but I'm at a high, so I'm enjoying it. You know what I mean? So (laughs) life is good. (laughs) So those are, those are the three I'm grateful for. Those are great. And I, in the spirit of giving and receiving, I'd love for you to share with the audience how we can support you and your vision as a healer. Yeah, please follow me on my Instagram page. I am Jasmine Montoya. Um, I do a lot of just um, videos on energy and, you know, I give you the day-to-day in, in my life. And you can check my website out, www coachingbyjasmine.com. Um, sign up for my newsletter. I do weekly energy readings. Uh, and I have this uh, conscious frequency mama section where I focus on the moms because I always feel like we're like the last ones that people focus on. But I'm, I'm really in that energy of showing up for my mamas because when they decide to show up for themselves, it's like such a gift. And we are the ones, believe it or not, that are going to shift and change this universe because we are the ones who are guiding our little ones, the next generation into what the new world will be. So, you know, I bow down to the moms and I give them so much love and support. Well, thank you for sharing. And I'll be sure to put all of your contact information on the website. And when I, when the episode airs, thank you again so much. Jasmine. It's always so nice to hear your voice. I love it. Thanks, Mama. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me today for a parenting and health discussion with my guest, Life Alchemist Jasmine. As she mentioned, you can find her on her website and on her Instagram page, which will be listed in this episode's notes. I challenge you to try out Jasmine's advice on clearing your blocks and healing your past. As a reminder, I now have fertility and parenting-specific meditation sessions and workshops available on my website, jayatlurie.com. Be sure to check it out along with the free video meditations that I have on the site. Thank you for listening to Responding to Life, a podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to receive a bi-monthly newsletter, with an exclusive and free video meditation, along with wellness tips and deals, 
please go to www.respondingtolifepodcast.com and sign up for the newsletter by entering your email address in the pop-up box. In there, you'll also learn my seven-step process on how to meditate like a pro so you can stress less and live more joyfully. If you enjoyed the show, I invite you to share it with your friends and leave a rating and review on whatever podcast outlet you use. I look forward to sharing another inspirational story with you real soon.